0: Hey, everyone, if you haven't yet, be sure to go to PodSurvey.com to take a quick survey to help us get some advertisers and to help us keep this podcast free. That's PodSurvey.com slash last. really helps us out a lot. We appreciate every single one of you.
1: There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. (laughs) That's when the cannibalism started.
2: I just start off by saying, number one, that um, Hitler just wasn't any fun. No <laughs> You fun. know, like, true, truly not any fun. And my, well, my question is, is that at some point, in the middle of the rally, when they're holding the flags and everyone's marching in the Swatska shape, does no one turn to someone else and someone like, hey man, hey, I think that Maybe we're the bad guys. <laughs> I think we're the bad
3: ones. Do bad guys march this well, though? I don't think I so. I think so. <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty
2: certain that when I, look shh, at the, when I look at the reels of the Americans, they're laughing mm-hmm. and playing cards. Uh, Hitler, I found one. <laughs> no,
3: Take him away. No, Take him away, will no. you? <laughs>
2: Very good. I'll go back to my bread store. Here you go. Here's, oh, oof, here's your <laughs> chocolate. Here's your reward for juice sniffing. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Hitler and the occult. <laughs>
3: All right, welcome to the show. That's Marcus Parks. I'm Ben Kissel. Today's episode is great. Um,
2: it we're studying the the uh, occult connections of Adolf Hitler and the Nazi Party, yeah. And basically, their occult origins. Yeah. Uh, now there's a lot of you know um, hooky, spooky dumb shit connected to the occult. Uh, origins of the Nazis.
3: You know, hooky, between this hooky spooky dumb shit.
2: But you know, like, you know, <laughs> we'll talk about the stuff, you know, like a possible reptilian influence, yes. them talking with UFOs and stuff like that. But actually, in real life, the real occult beginnings of the Nazi party are so terrifying. And so real and chilling
3: that it's that's enough. One we don't need the conspiracy side. One could almost describe them as hooky,
0: spooky dumb shit.
3: <laughs> yes.
0: I mean, a lot of this stuff, yes, there is a very real basis for the Nazi Party uh, as far as occultism goes. Some of this stuff here, I'm just going to go ahead and put a little bit of a caveat on this. Uh-oh. Uh oh. You know, a lot of this stuff, some of this stuff may be true, but I wouldn't go right in a book report about it.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't bring this into your American history class yeah. next right. week. <laughs> And I would say like oh, um, well, the last podcast guy said that Hitler mm-hmm. could levitate uh, at any given Wednesday. No,
3: but that's actually entirely true. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say for this episode, usually you can take this podcast as gospel. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. the the topic, believe it or not, a little sensitive.
2: And the other thing too so, is that we are not going to necessarily break new ground in the Nazi world because you know a lot of people have covered them. But again, I just want to just reiterate it again. They were not fun. They're <laughs> not Nazis funny not guys. Funny. They're not no. funny,
3: cool guys. No, no. well well dressed Hugo Boss. Was it Hugo that dressed Yes, them? it was. I gotta say. They looked good. they great! And, right.
2: and, and another thing about the Nazis, okay? Yes how much bad shit they did. But think about the good things they gave us, such as the VW Bug. Yeah, I don't really, like. Yeah, VW. it's a terrible <laughs> car, but it's cute. <laughs> and, no, I like. And the girl I had a crush on in college drove one, and I loved it. The I VW, thought it was
3: really cute. The VW Bug is amazing technology, and it proves that the Germans knew how to get a lot of people into what looked like a small space. Exactly because my head, <laughs> I got to put so I got leeway in there when I'm sitting down. Because
2: I guess they did the same sort of like illusion at, at Auschwitz when that made that tiny shower <laughs> get like. Fifty people in there, and
3: now we have to have a mourning moment. And all right, and that was very sad, and that was awful. Yes, yes. I don't like libraries. Germans got rid of those, so that's good. Books, I don't read them, burn them. Also,
2: another good thing that the Nazis did were the those pantsuits. Sure, We're pretty fucking tight looking.
3: <laughs> yep. Just, to, I mean, I watch an old documentary about the Nazis, and I'm like, "What are all those cool Williamsburg hipsters doing?" <laughs> Fashion yeah. forward.
0: Boy, I had a bit of a time researching on this one because I would, I would go down certain roads on the internet. Well, first of all, I was going to base you a lot of tip-toe, this stuff.
3: Tip-toe around. Oh, I, I know. Your I research. wonder. I wish that you could put something on your computer or your Google searches, Google searches, um, that just lets the NSA know that it's just like. Like doing research, you know. I uh, disagree with all this. You mean stuff. like the Pete Townsend filter? <laughs> oh yes, yes, the pedophile Pete yeah. Townsend. No, I was doing research on little boys' wieners for a book I was writing.
0: It's called uh, Little Boys' Wieners. Oh oh oh, how I love to suck yep. them. It's an under the coffee table book. That's where I suck them. See? Well, I did find like there were a lot of holes that I went down uh, where I would be following a Nazi occult hole, and it would say it sounded just fa- absolutely fucking fascinating, and then I'd find out it was a campaign. For for a tabletop role-playing role game. <laughs> uh, that happened three separate times. There's
3: tabletop
0: role-playing games
3: involving Nazis? Call of Cthulhu. Yeah, Call of it Cthulhu. Not. It's Wait,
0: called Delta Green.
1: You're How? also
2: just going to straight up see... N- n- the Nazi party is, is the... The absolute darkest side of nerddom run rampant. Oh These are fucking nerds. Yeah. They're ner- they are pieces of shit, party poopers. They're straight up party poopers. Oh, yeah. And they are they are the guys that like will go like you saw mm-hmm. in high school that would bring their homework to a party. It's like all that Hitler <laughs> wanted, he got everybody together, they got him in uniforms, right. they got him flags. It was like a risk
3: game. It really was. <laughs> and that's why Dylan and we would bring up the Columbine all the time, but that's why those nerds loved him so much too. Big old trench coats and wear and um, eye makeup and whatnot. Yeah, what I, I swear,
2: I'm, gl- I'm we, we gave them what they were looking for so when I say, fuck the Nazis, we got them right in the pants.
3: Oh,
0: yes, yeah. we did. And the nerds, the nerds attract more nerds because I had a book that I was extremely excited about called The Spear of Destiny. And oh. Yes. It was called The Spear of Destiny and I was reading it and it was fantastic uh, and it, it was all based around the fact that this guy, uh, Steiner, was a friend of Hitler's uh, and that Hitler had called Steiner. It just Seems
2: like it's a real loose thing to call like Hitler's friend. I don't yeah. know if he had many friends. Well, <clears throat> he had a couple people were I just he... scared to not say, Oh, you've yeah. got the stupid mustache. <laughs> like they're like trying not to say that, blurt that out loud, or like step on his shoes.
3: I mean, as far as jokes go, I guarantee you Hitler got the most laughs out of anybody in Germany. Yeah. He was crush <laughs> 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 Hitler. <laughs> that's
2: such an amazing premise. Not hacky at all. <laughs> Let me tell you. This is about, isn't it weird when you go into an elevator mm. and you are you are with someone else and it's so
3: awkward. It's so awkward <laughs> to say hello oh. to them. Hey, Hitler, tell me that one again <laughs> about how women drive versus how guys drive. And then. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. When women, they
2: drive the car. It's, oof, let me put on makeup. <laughs> let me, oof, I uh, sit uh, in period uh, blood. Yeah. Wait bit. a second. Let me get this ruler. I have to measure your nose.
3: I uh, <laughs> but I laughed. <laughs> <laughs> but I, laughed I laughed Hitler.
0: <laughs> this guy Stein was supposed to have known Hitler uh, and he was supposed to have gone over to uh, England to be Winston Churchill's right man, right-hand man as far as the occult workings of Hitler's mind uh-huh. uh but I did a bit of research on the guy that wrote the uh that wrote this book uh, and who would have thought that a guy named fucking Trevor Ravenscroft would be unreliable Uh, Trevor Ravenscroft. (laughs) At least he kept his first name. (laughs) Maybe. But Trevor, uh, when pressed, he said that he was a student underneath this Steiner guy and that Steiner was writing this book when he died. And the Spear of Destiny, just to
2: catch people up, is what they believed is a a powerful uh, talisman that Hitler had, which was a spear that was used to cut the side of Jesus Christ. We're going to go into further detail with it.
0: Yeah, we're going to go into further detail with it. Uh, But this guy, Raven was uh, pressed in an interview when some of Stein's family members said... I've never heard of Trevor Ravenscroft. Ah, red flag. I never heard of this guy. I don't know. No, he studied with my husband for how long? Absolutely not. No, no, no. And, and you he remember, shows up at the house, and he's like "It's I Trevor Ravenscroft, and he's got like a velvet fucking cape
2: on and a fedora. <laughs> well, ah, have uh, you joined my guild in World of Warcraft? <laughs> I called it Galadriel's Galadriel. Yeah,
3: you remember a Ravenscroft. If you ever meet a Ravenscroft, you'll remember. Oh, you'll remember. I'm yeah, because sure. he'll give you a, a
2: single
0: red rose and he'll uh. tell you to
3: meet you meet him by the graveyard of the cross of midnight ooh that's great it's like the bachelor but you don't want to actually marry him
0: well it turns out that this Steiner guy not only was not Hitler's close friend no. but had only seen him once at a hotel in 1940 but Trevor Ravenscroft never knew Steiner and when pressed in the interview he said well I do kind of know him I've been
2: talking to him through a medium and that's kind of uh. like how I am really close friends with Al Sharpton <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I've yeah. seen him. At, oh, I saw him once in a restaurant, and um, I've been talking to the faucet <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, addressing
3: it perfect. as it's Al Sharpton. Well, that's nice. I'm sure the faucet doesn't appreciate the negative things um, you say. to So
2: him. now let's get let's let's start going back and and seeing some of the 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 the, the spooky pooky fucking eggs that the Nazi party came from, and let's start with uh one of our favorite oh, songs, God. one of your favorite songs. Why ben is Kessel. it mine? You know,
1: und dies <laughs> zwei.
2: I can just see your opa and your grandmother dancing oh, together okay, yeah. at the
3: wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet, thank you. Very nice, Henry. Your your father was an NYPD officer who was a racist.
2: Only this job made him racist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There it is. Just the the, there we go. the regal the flags. Yes. I can yeah. see the flags. Oh, it's it'd be so pretty if it wasn't so evil. Oh, you yeah. can even oh. I just want to see. Oh, it's the colors are nice. Ah, I don't know. Oh, oh, oh it's just. Oh, the boots are so shiny. I
0: gotta Always be, oh. it's gotta be, gotta be shiny. We're listening to Richard Wagner right now.
2: Now this was the fucking pop beats that Hitler did, like did his fucking beatbox dancing to
0: back in the old right. 1920s. Oh yeah, and we'll get more into Hitler's love of Wagner and how Wagner, one of you know, one of the best composers and opera writers uh, in the history of man helped to inspire the Nazi party. Now, the Nazi huh. belief system, uh, an amalgam, let's call it a hodgepodge. An it's, a, it's an amalgam. A gym jumble. (laughs) A gym jumble. jumble. (laughs) It's a gym jumble. It was uh, based mostly in Teutonic mythology, ancient German mythology, but it also brought in other things such as Tibetan beliefs. It brought in certain Atlantean beliefs, and their entire goal was to create a new religion, a religion of blood,
2: as they called it. And they call it the original religion of blood because basically, kind of spurred off. There's several different beginnings of it. You know, you have the Atlantean, the idea that that the Teutonic people came from Atlantis.
3: What do these Teutonic people look like if I was, if one was to show up right now? I think I'm sitting next to one. <laughs> they look like me! <laughs> Beautiful, red-headed, uh, kind of soggy-looking bodies.
2: Honestly, no, no, no. You would be you would be forced to be working in some sort of factory. You wouldn't be killed, but you would definitely use your strength, but they, your half-beast-type blood would probably be used to lift boxes. Yeah. But, what is, but you terrible. would be safe
3: from the camps. But though. you could do so much more with half-beast-type uh, blood. No, you'd be a part of the auction auctionschlufen. Yes. Well, it sounds kind of fun.
2: Uh, and so the idea is that the the religion of blood basically came from about keeping that blood pure, that pure white blonde hair, blue eye up to light brown, mm. pale complexion. Mm-hmm. And at the very beginning, when you we'll will go into deeper detail, but you know we came from the Atlantans. We did not. Me, I'm Polish. <laughs> All right. right. I, yeah, I had your grandfather's fucking shoelaces tickle on my grandfather's back in the middle of Poland uh, <laughs> back in the day. I
3: I was I'm sure uh, the Zabrowskis found a way to get out of it. Like, like you found a way to get out of the subway by doing a Chris Farley We impression.
0: worked on the radio doing vaudeville. Yeah, exactly. Um, Fuck you, man. My ancestors were fighting in World War I. I had two great-great-grandfathers fighting in the Great War against the Kaiser. We well,
2: got his right in the pants. Um, but the Atlantans <laughs> were a group of um, space white people that came that were like nine feet tall, blonde as the sun, and super psychic. They could jump like 100 feet. And wow. basically, they said over time, the... The muddling of the race, quote unquote, is what the reason why white people are no longer
3: psychic. So they look like Dirk
0: Nowinski. Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Actually, that's a very good way of putting it. So let's talk about the mood of Germany. In, it was sour. It was very sour in the 1890s. In the Let's go back down to the 1890s uh, to the beginning of the Second German Reich. Ooh. This would be uh, the Germany that was led by Kaiser Wilhelm. Uh, and this is also a Germany that was coming out of the aristocracy from land-owning aristocrats Hmm. into the Industrial Revolution. Now, when the Industrial Revolution came, all of a sudden, all these hoity-toity aristocrats who were able to keep the peasants down... All right. Now... Had all of their power taken away from them because by the cities industrialists?
2: Beca- yeah, because the cities became like slums. It yeah. used to be that only the fancy people went to the cities, but now right. it's like Dieter's von Dilsdark fucking dildo <laughs> company that used to be made in his tiny fucking hut in in corkslock and now get <laughs> as being made in a factory in the middle of Berlin. And so right. people are moving to the cities now to follow the to follow basically follow their jobs. Well, there's
3: always ebbs and flows with like white flight and now... Uh, I we-
2: remember when I first made mm. my first dildo for oh, Marlison. Oh, it was nine feet long and That's- it was made from a felled york tree. And oh, <laughs> it was so coarse. But uh, just the grip of my sweet uh, sweet vajank. Yeah. it smoothed the dildo to a polished hue. <laughs>
3: you, you you put it in women to smooth it like an old school pencil sharpener?
2: It's so, so smooth never change the way you do it in my world (laughs) come back Come back!
3: I will say, (laughs) out of all the products that the Germans have created, I would not trust them in the dildo game. Oh no! They were sensitive enough. They were not looking to make orgasms.
0: No, no, no. no. Screams, though,
1: yes.
0: (laughs) So that is why the aristocracy was not happy in this time. As far as the lower classes went, there was an influx of Slavic people at this time because Austria Uh, was not part of the Germanic peoples at this time. It was part of the Austro-Hungarian Empire. so, in comes the Slavic people, uh, and with that, the hatred of the darker races. And the Slavic people, and this is very important, the Slavic people were heavily backed by the Catholic Church, mm. making the Catholic Church something that the blonde-haired, blue-eyed Germanic people came to hate, looking yeah. for a third way.
2: That was the other one of the only things that the Nazi party did right was basically canceling Christmas. They canceled Christmas right. and they got rid of the Jesus element of Christmas and made it a festival of lights where people just gave presents and fucking got drunk. So and they, they brought per- back the summer solstice uh,
3: parades. They perfected yeah. Christmas then. They got yeah. rid of the baby Jesus. I will say um Slavic it's, yeah. it's a tough people to really get behind. <laughs> the name. They have a they have a rough name. They have a
2: rich history. They are they full do. of people the folklore. You got Stone Soup came from that place. The golem soup. came from that place. Yeah,
3: Stone
0: Soup will fill you up for a couple of months. <laughs> so what came from this period in time, especially from the peasants, was something called Lebensreform, which was a return to nature. Very hippy-dippy type stuff. Sounds they were like vegetarians. It. They believed in communal living. Uh, they, it was very much a return to nature type of
2: movement. Which is just like the exact opposite. I mean, like, the Nazis were just... What, what comes out of this... The, like, and by a, the way, this to-
0: is a full 30-40 years before the Nazi party even began. Basically, 1990s, they were
2: on the yeah. right track. Germany was on the right track to be like, we're gonna fucking, we're gonna be cool and modern and like, have like big cities filled with all different cultures. We're gonna be right. like, you know, free love, have a good time. And it's just like, they let the fucking... They let them win. They let the bad guys win.
3: They let the hippies win.
2: No, they didn't. Their hippies got stomped like they do. Yeah, (laughs) Like the hippies got stomped. Sure.
0: The reason why we're starting so far back and the reason why we're giving you guys this background information because, uh, in my opinion, this, the occult roots of the Nazi party, it's the only thing that makes Nazi Germany make sense.
2: Yeah, because then you see, because honestly, when you when I was researching it, when I was watching the videos that we were sending back and forth, the this thing sends a chill up my spine because when you watch the uh, the Nuremberg rallies oh. from afar and Jesus. you watch the the philosophy go from this esoteric backwards occult stuff to actual practice you see the madness that was happening it was a group fucking de- uh, delirium yeah. that made people do what they did.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. And so these people, the uh, the lower, uh, the people in the lower class, they started to form cults, essentially, based around astrology, based around nature, and the aristocracy, they started to form secret societies based around the writings of various mystics at the time, the most influential of which was Madame Helena Blavatsky. Now, Ooh, she cool. was a
2: real Kathy Bates. Yeah, Blavatsky. <laughs> yeah. I love a good Blavatsky. She was like, you know, I think that literally the term broad
0: was built on this one. Possibly. <laughs> She seems like a strong woman. She was a Russian philosopher and occultist, and she established a research and publishing institute called the Theosophical Society. She defined theosophy as the archaic wisdom
2: religion, the esoteric doctrine once known in every ancient country having claims to civilization.
0: <laughs> wow, it sounds exciting. And one of the main purposes of the Theosophical Society was
2: to form a nucleus of the universal brotherhood of humanity without distinction of race, creed, sex. Okay taste or color,
0: which is the exact opposite of what
2: she ended up doing.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit ironic there. Well, Blavatsky, she really, she gets a bad rap for being uh, the, I think what Blavatsky is, like, you know how we wouldn't have Nickelback if we didn't have Nirvana? Sure. Blavatsky's like Nirvana. I don't know,
2: but then some of this stuff is straight up racist. <laughs> right. This is the problem with all the cult teachings, is that yeah. as soon as you get to like, it's the beginning is always really cool, you'll see, and then by the time you get to the seventh race, it's always white people, always. and they're coming to save the the day, <laughs> right. and it's always in a way that you're like, but that's not, killing everybody isn't necessarily I mean, I think, saving the day, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's perfect. sort
3: of a Stephen King sort of issue with a lot of the occult, they just don't know how to end the book. Yes. yes. you know, and so they're it just always like, falls "What out. are we gonna do?" And then emla Chermelon's like, "Make him sleeping the whole time," <laughs> and then Stephen King is like, "I don't make them." Uh, the Jews were bad, you know. Some people, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. Blavatsky needed ridiculous. to work
0: on that third act. Oh yeah, right, right, right. So in 1888, she goes to Tibet and she's taken underground under a t- ancient Tibetan temple to see a sacred text called the Secret Doctrine, cool. which describes the hidden elect. The Great White brother. You know what I
2: always like about all of these documents that always say that how white people are like super, like you know, super superior. Mm. They're always super secret and no one else can see them. Mm. <laughs> it's always like, nah, they're in the, uh, it's in the other room, but you can't see it. But I'll tell you exactly what I saw. Now it was a lot of. A lot of we got a lot of uh, Kate Hudson's going
0: on. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> Mormonism, yeah. the uh, the the golden plates and all. That. Oh yeah, it's key. Yeah. yeah, secrets
3: are the key to all religions and all occults.
0: That's right. She claimed constant telepathic communication with these hidden masters who would reveal to her the occult history of the human race. They revealed to her seven races. Five of them right here. You've got the astral race, which is the highest form, which is where oh, we right. started from. Yeah, that's where we started from. Then you've got the hyperbore race Ooh. who uh, they were a lost race from a
2: vanished continent. Which is kind of what uh Plato and Aristotle talk about how like there was a land of giants. And basically you the astral like the way to sort of say it is that basically we showed up as a bunch of spirit energy through Do you remember that giant um uh, the giant uh Jewish star on Mars that mm. everyone filtered through? Yeah. Like all the souls and they all got shot off to Earth? That's where it all started. Okay. Like in Mario world It's called like a tetrahedron. <laughs> I forget what it's called is the three dimensional Jewish star. Yeah. That was used star as a, David. It, star David, used as a uh, hyper-dimensional traveling device. And they all shot to Earth, and they yeah. became they came in this astral form, and then they solidified into the Hyperborean race. They developed atomic power and blew up their own continent essentially. Uh, okay.
0: That is Which exactly is where, what,
3: that is Mario Galaxy. Yes. yes. Yeah, <laughs> That's exactly what they do in Mario Galaxy. It's all coming together.
0: Then there's Le- the Lemurians. Oh, uh, they who, sound terrible. They interbred with animals and eventually disappeared. I see.
2: Yeah, but then they all see you know, but that also just, they flip it to being like, they started having sex with people who didn't have blonde hair.
0: Yeah, exactly. Oh, nice. Then there were the Atlanteans. The Atlanteans, of course, psychics, powered by a mysterious energy source, killed by a flood. We did a whole episode on Atlantis <laughs> that you can go listen to. Uh, and then finally, there was what she called the Race of Hope. Oh. The Aryans. Oh, okay. who are those guys?
3: <laughs> I, I don't know any. Um that's <laughs> and also interesting this,
2: this is also through her writings is where it's really started coming up the the first uh use of the Germanic Version of the swastika yeah. started happening, which was this this the right. symbol which is supposed to be the, the it was like a symbol of power. It was a symbol of victory, a symbol of victory of all overall. And she said that the Aryans she, she connected a symbol to each one of these races, and she connected the swastika to right. the Aryans. So
3: they just co opted it because that's the thing about the swastika; it had existed far before the Nazis and and all of this. Oh, life. it's Absolutely. just such right. a
2: hard argument to make at a party. You know what I mean? Right. You know, right, I mean, right, like, right. You know the well, swastika isn't mean, you know, really all that. I mean,
3: technically the guitar existed too, but then Jimi Hendrix really brought it to life, (laughs) you know?
0: (laughs) yeah. We'll get into a lot of the occult beliefs of uh, the occult uh, origins of the swastika on our second episode. Uh, Mm. But the swastika, there's a lot behind that one. It's a fascinating symbol. But Madame Blavatsky Also a rough thing to say out of context, but within the podcast, it's fine. Within the podcast, (laughs) it is a fascinating symbol. Uh, So Madame Blavatsky, she inspired a guy named Guido Von List. Now, Guido Von List also invented the leather jacket. Why, and why? he wore nothing
2: but yeah. a wife beater and he was just hanging outside a malt shop flipping a coin. Hey,
3: look at my abs. Hey, look <laughs> at my I can bounce it on my abs. I call this uh I call this the scenario. Huh? Oh. <laughs> hey. hey. Of course, he does sound like he must look like the situation. From That's the what I mean. That's what I'm doing. Is right. a, is a, I know, play, a on that. play on that. Right before the situation, there was the scenario. Before that, there was the. Uh, there was uh, never an AB. Right, never
0: <laughs> until Guido von List came around, invented the first AB. Austrian-German nationalist, uh, ultra-nationalist, Guido von List, uh, he cherry-picked from Madame Blavatsky's uh, some Madame Blavatsky's teachings uh, and he mixed the theosophical doctrine on the evolution of humanity and on the root races, you know, the Aryans and whatnot, Mm -hmm. uh, and he combined that with nationalistic and fascist ideas, i.e. the Germans are the Aryan races, uh, because what uh, Madame Blavatsky actually says is that she said that the Aryan races, they uh, originated in Persia. Uh, that they originated somewhere else but Guido von List looked at Madame Blavatsky and he's like nah actually it's 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 Norway it's it's Norway it's It's Norway Norway. 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 was uh,
3: Blavatsky alive during the time Guido was alive or did he take her teachings after she left I think Uh, that she was dead Yeah,
2: because this was she wrote that in the 1880s and Guido came by what what was this 1910s
0: Uh, yeah this was like late 1800s early 1900s so she wasn't there to defend her work and be like no no. I did
3: not mean that we should kill all the people who don't have blonde hair
0: no No. but no also well, no, she okay.
2: the, the, because it goes back into the other philosophies and the other ideas that they talk the Sumerians talk about it is that white people just showed up in the Middle East yeah that's what they say is that white people showed up and they came from space <laughs>
3: Well, I mean, there's a lot, if you look at people in the Middle East, there's a lot of very white looking individuals there, especially in Iran and places like that. The good ones, right? (laughs) Is that what
2: you're trying to say? I'm
0: not saying that. (laughs) So, Guido von List, he uh, created a philosophy called Areosophy. And he also was very inspired by Darwin. Uh, And Darwin was definitely, I mean, we'll get more into him when we talk about eugenics. Uh, They flipped all that. They flipped everything. everything. Like these guys, they flip everything, they twist everything. Uh, and he believed that World War One was proof that democracy was destroying the world. Okay.
2: Well, especially because uh, we took off we took out the fucking Kaiser and like that <laughs> yeah. was what
0: he wrote. All of his stuff was based on the the, the
2: Luntz guy. There was another guy
0: Yeah, which the, we'll get to him in a second. Yeah,
2: yeah. but it was the same thing of like they were like, Oh well now World War One, we're gonna win World War One and Germany's gonna unite the whole world, blah blah blah. We got this thing, I saw it in a psychic vision and they got fucking got their ass handed to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they fucking and it was all wrong.
3: Yeah. I do feel like if we went back in time, we could just talk to Guido von List and he would just be preparing for his fight against M. Bison. He <laughs> sounds like a Street Fighter character that was just totally rejected.
0: Yep, He said, uh, out of World War One, the German millennium will begin. He said, let the German people realize their strengths and they shall not be men, but gods. Uh-oh. And he was very inspirational. Frontline soldiers in World War One, uh, they used to pass around a lot of his writings in the front lines of World War One. Because that's all we're. Because
2: also, again, we'll talk. I mean, we will probably bring it up next episode. But talking about the Swastika, he started they, that. His philosophy started getting people on the front lines. Like what they would do is they would wear a little Swastika talisman. It became a good luck symbol. Yes. Already now, sure. like, and this is again, this is thirty years before the Nazi Party, and so that's that that. that it's a long time coming.
0: Yeah, this what is what Hitler all, wanted. Uh, very much a long time coming. Uh, List also believed in the Arminshaft, which was a society of ancient priest rulers. Oh, they preserved yeah. the occult knowledge of Aryan ancestors, but Christianity forced on the Teutons drove the Arminshaft <laughs> into hiding. And these the traditions the to the sound like it Teut- sounds like like a, like a, like
2: a farting cartoon yeah. family,
3: like a <laughs> bunch of tomatoes that fart. Honey, roll up the windows. We're driving through the Teutons' territory. <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> We don't fart. We have a paper mill. We have a paper mill. It's a broccoli cloud. Dude. <laughs> the broccoli don't... cloud comes
2: from Mount Poopin. <laughs> oh, no. It's why not as Why is Mount Poopin located in Toontown? Town? No Get one Mount will take... it out of town. No one will take the gymnasts coming out of Toontown oh. Town seriously because they smell of farts. But what about their air dancing?
0: <laughs> Unbelievable. So these traditions and symbols, however... of the Teutons, the Teutons, (laughs) Uh, they were preserved by the Rosicrucians, the Knights Templar, and... The Freemasons. Oh. Yeah, but the problem again is that the Freemasons were, were technically a Christian establishment. Well, that's what happens. That Later, the Nazis would destroy all Masonic lodges, saying that they were controlled by the Jews. Which is the flippity-flop okay. of that, because they weren't at all. But mm-hmm. anybody
2: that was anything religious, they just called a Jew. So, any,
0: any sort of occult... That's what the Nazis right. eventually did, is that any sort of occult uh, society or belief that wasn't specifically and completely in line with the Nazi occult belief was destroyed. So, we're gonna see th- who- and
3: when did they start uh, eradicating the, the Masons and getting rid of their? Uh, that
0: was in the 30s. That that was after 33. After Hitler took power. So no, World War One. So it was after World War One. Whoa! Oh, long yeah. after World okay. War I. Yeah, yeah. yeah long after. Uh, and then this guy we list. He was inspired, or he inspired this guy named Jorg Lons von Liebenfels. Ooh, good name. Oh yeah, man. Uh, he was a former monk and the founder of a magazine called. Astara. Now,
2: didn't? But then Rocky beat him in Rocky Four. Right? I think so. Yeah, I yeah. think
0: he was able to beat him. But
3: I, I mean, I think the guy was cheating a little bit too. Yeah.
0: And Astara was definitely. He was the biggest influence on Hitler's racial beliefs because Astara was widely circulated in Vienna while Hitler was living as a dirty little artist, living in boarding houses, barely able to feed himself. And Hitler right. went
2: scrambling around looking for all the back issues of Astara. And what Astara was about was that Hitler, Germany needed to go back to its sort of like its empire. It needs to be order and and power and 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 basically like militarized and the idea is that like there was a there was a pure magic bloodline that meant that Germany was supposed to inherit the world. Yeah. And Hitler uh, loved it. Also, because yeah. so the center folds of all the boots, it was just like you'd open up a, <laughs> yeah, 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 a centerfold yeah, yeah. Oh, each that's month. That's a of, good
3: boot. <laughs> and, I love that boot. But not, so, it was just a very pro-German magazine that was
0: being circulated and for all intents. and Very movies, right? anti-Jew.
2: Yes, very right. anti-Semitic. That's yeah. like that is mo- that is mostly the thing that comes through because they become the scapegoat because they say like you know what you're gonna like a lot of these philosophies said that it's because the Atlantans started having sex with the with Jewish people and that started muddling. Our abilities, and so they. Because I started going deeper, trying to figure out why was the Jew, why was the Jewish race chosen, why was the Jewish religion chosen to be so maligned, and I, and they were just like it's just literally out of habit. Yeah, it's just like because yeah. it really everybody
0: else did before. And, and there's were, there's even a word for blaming Jews. It's called pogroms. Uh, but they were successful in the uh, in
3: society up to this point. Uh, the Jewish people. I mean, they weren't yeah. necessarily persecuted. They were able to have you know, they were having I mean, businesses at, and all. At that At this stuff.
0: point in history, I think the biggest pogrom before that would have been the Spanish Inquisition, and before that, it probably would have been the Black Plague. As far as Jews getting blamed for things, but in yeah. German society uh, and uh, German and Austrian society at this point, the Jews were doing great. Yeah,
3: like, because I mean, that was the whole thing. There, but Jew- I don't know why it started with the Jews. Uh, but what used to happen back in way back in the old Bible days. Uh, You know they would get kicked out, and they would just have to go through everybody's trash. That's the only thing they could use, and they would refurbish everything. They would go to market and resell people the things they threw away. So they were just naturally like in business.
0: No, it's it's it's, and they were also banned from being in a lot of manufacturing uh, type of jobs and being in a lot of trades and things like that. So that's how uh, the Jewish people came to be in to sorts of things like finance. Basically, uh, the
2: Nazi Party came out of a group of butthurt assholes that had a chip on their shoulder. That like basically made made everything happen, and it's just watching what happened. Like it's right. like if GamerGate got sponsored
3: by a fucking army. <laughs> I still don't know what game arcade is, but I'm not trying to get into it.
0: So, uh, actually, Luntz claimed that Hitler visited him in 1909 looking for back issues, uh, and Hitler... Dork! Get yeah, hit yes, no, This is why it, John Steinbeck
3: went into, uh, into solitude, because everyone kept on going up to him and, and trying to talk to him about things.
0: <laughs> Leave the guy alone, Hitler. And Hitler later claimed in Mein Kampf that these years in Austria were the most vital years of his life, and that he learned everything that he needed to know to lead the Nazi party during these years
2: oh because he would spread the magazines around his men's boarding houses Yeah, and again it's just this there's this weird phenomenon it's like Hitler's this annoying severe fucker (laughs) doesn't look Aryan at all doesn't look Aryan at all really brown and and he's handing out these magazines and then it's like all of a sudden I bet people are just like oh I'm so fucking sick of this Adolf Hitler is everywhere and then all of a sudden he's in charge and they're like what the fuck and then you (laughs) have this like bitter nerd who's just like Everyone, whoever gave me the splashy splash of the toilet water when I was in the men's boarding room, go to the camps. Go to like, the camps. You, Brandon, and you, Tucker, you are going to the camps. Oh, mm-hmm. no, you'll never give me a veggie again, will
3: you? I mean, all you have to do is consistently tell people that you're right, and eventually they're going to come around. I'm sure somebody there's somebody in this country right now who does believe the Whopper is the best hamburger in the world. <laughs> I'm sure of it. Can, can't beat it. Can't be. You mean it. you tell me? You
2: tell me you're better than the King of g- Goddamn Burgers. I mean, I that's can't argue king. with that. You know that the Burger King himself was chosen by God. Mm-hmm. His, his blood lineage.
3: <laughs> I drink the King of beers. I drink. I eat the King of Whopper. And that's and that's you know. But I do use Hunt's ketchup because it's cheaper. Yeah. Didn't <laughs> vote for John Kerry though. Don't. We? <laughs>
0: So Luntz, he actually got fucked over by Hitler after Hitler came into power. Because when Austria got annexed by Nazi Germany in 1938, Luntz thought he had it fucking made. Because this Hitler guy had been loved espousing... Loved his readings. Loved his readings, espousing his ideas right. all over the place. But as soon as Hitler took over, he banned all uh, issues of Astara from uh, He wanted streets. all the credit for it. He yes. wanted all the credit, absolutely. Uh, and after the war, Luntz, you know, finally after Hitler was uh, deposed, he got a little mouthy. He said that Hitler not only stole but corrupted his, his idea, and he also accused him of being quote inferior racial stuff. <laughs> and
1: mm-hmm.
2: gets where that gets Whoa. you in the concentration camp. Ooh, that's why he waited until after the war to say anything.
3: Um, <laughs> after ww two, Luntz got a little revenge. Yeah. He, oh well, he yeah. Got a no, bit it's because he love. fucking yeah, yeah.
2: He got like that survivor's guilt.
3: I will say, not <laughs> not the best at throwing zingers out there. He is part um, of the inferior. But I mean, to be honest, he already. F-
2: did, he fucked up, because in 1904 he published fucking uh, Theozoology.
0: Theozoology. Yeah. Then this could be, Theozoology could be said to be the Nazi party religion. And that's exactly what, that's what they a,
3: chose. That was like Theo Huxtable type. Uh,
2: theozoology! <laughs> yeah. You got to take your Jews, and you got to take your gypsies, and you got to cut their penises off.
3: Well, I know that's, I know he's black, and he's telling us that we should hate all blacks, but I, you know, I believe him.
2: It's the Aryan race that's got the superior your knowledge, you see, because they were chosen by God, and they is, came from Mars, you see.
3: It is almost the—it's almost equivalent because at this point, whites, tan whites and and pale whites didn't like each other. Yeah. So it is almost no. the exact same as Hitler and Adolf, Adolf Cotton. And now you could argue who is having a worse PR year.
2: You've got to say the God mentioned the God men of the of the superior race.
0: They deserve to have all the gold mm. in the world. Kill the jewels, you see. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> give that man a sitcom. <laughs> well, Lunt, he didn't want to kill the Jews. He just wanted to ship them all off to Madagascar. Madagascar. But the problem is in Madagascar, and they literally—he
2: was just like, they will—they will be literally bananas and send them to us yeah. because German mm.
3: people love bananas <laughs> Madagascar's a fun place lemurs are talking elephants are hanging out with rhinos I've those seen funny the movie birds and the penguins yeah, in that. I, I know the documentary I watched it Madagascar
0: yep he also advocated for the sterilization of the sick and the lower races as well as forced labor for castrated chandels uh, right. and of course he believed in the Gotten Mention, as Adolf Cosby mentioned And he said uh, that the Atlanteans split between the pure Aryan and beast... Jewish races. He said the decline of the Germanic people came from bestiality with the lower races, as Henry said earlier. Uh, by breeding with their inferiors, the Aryans diluted their blood and lost all of their psychic abilities. You sterilize- know oh.
3: Growing up very religious, um, my parents used to always discuss sterilization and eugenics um, and how that was the beginning of birth control and how this is where it all started. Oh. This is where, uh, you know, basically what happened with birth control was like people started to sterilize themselves and the government no longer had to do it because technology advanced, but That's where it all comes
2: from That's like straight Uh, up wrong though, right?
3: (laughs) Not real. I mean the science is actually very similar You know, it's obviously
2: Yeah, it's
3: wrong Yeah, it's wrong (laughs) I I don't know I'm just (laughs) saying But the problem is um, I I don't even mean to laugh going into the
2: statement But when I started watching this again When we say all this shit This shit is nutty Yeah It's really stupid The whole thing's bonkers You know, it's like it's total garbage They managed to do it Yeah they managed to take it from this wackadoo philosophy and made it. Re- and that's. I, I was like thinking about this today. It's like if Jeffrey Dahmer had an army, if Jeffrey Dahmer had a fucking panel of admirals and advisors. Yeah. It's like, but it's that idea of like, you can, t- like, if, if think about if Hitler, because Hitler started going nuttier later on in the line, but if he started believing on well, we can make a bunch of fuck zombies out of these Jews, <laughs> and instead of having, yeah. having, instead of making the concentration camps, be like, how far of a leap is it from just. Just gassing them than it is to
3: like drilling holes in their heads and trying to fuck them in a field. I think BTK would be better. Yes, <laughs> I think BTK. Dahmer d- Dom- like he's still just Cher- like at the same time just like well, but if you could just get me some cheese. and Yeah, Dahmer d- has like, a problem.
2: Yeah, he can't really know. be a
3: leader. No, no, he's at the, at the, at, in his heart of hearts, you know. He, d- I just, I just want to have, I just want to have a good sandwich.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, Lance, he was also the, or Luntz, he was also the one that came up with the idea for breeding camps using Aryans as stock, and he called. Uh, the women in the breeding camps called them brood mothers. And they so
3: loved it. Was this a reward <laughs> for somebody to be like, ooh, I did all my homework today. I'm going to the fuck camps. So I'll see you later.
2: I get to stick my dick in the hole and I hope that I have the blondest child. <laughs> <laughs> and then I get to chocolate and then I get to go to university where I run racial biology. Oh, interesting.
3: Man, they just love a, a, a camp for everything, huh? Oh, yes. man. Good this good. Guy,
0: everything was way organized. Everything had a right. fucking roll call. Right. And Luns, you, of course course, huge nerd. To him, the Knights of the Round Table and the Legend of the Holy Grail were very, very real to this guy. Uh, He believed that the search for the Holy Grail was, in fact, the search for racial purity. And in 1907, he founded the Order of the New Templars, and this movement was supposed to further the racial self- confidence by doing pedigree in racial research, beauty contests, and the founding (laughs) of racist future sites in underdeveloped parts of the earth, and the rituals that they performed were all based on monastic teachings. But they also used uh, Luntz's own songs, prayers, and readings that he wrote himself. Oh, that's convenient. Oh, I'm sure, his songs were really, really <laughs> but good. But this is a, this
2: is, the, this uh, this style is what's going to go on later to be used to pick the SS. Yeah, the yeah. SS are heavily pedigreed.
0: Oh yeah, all the prospective marriages in this society were racially vetted. Uh, and he was quoted as saying, parlor will no longer decide our fates and their place will be the wise priest kings of the secret order. Yeah. So
3: Lund, so this is all, this is like 1907. This is all, you know, so uh, he was a very famous person, this Luntz
0: guy. Uh, in S- certain was, circles. I mean, he's right. famous like how Henry's famous. Oh, <laughs> don't I see. do this to me. Don't right. put me, don't, right, say right, right, I'm, right, right.
2: I'm York Luntz famous. So
3: he would have like 3,000 Twitter followers and like, one day I'm going to make it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Right.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. one day I'll be able to sell a TV show, but from now I'll do guest spots in people's houses being a priest king and seeing how white they are. <laughs> right, right,
0: right, right, right. Okay. So let's catch up with our man Hitler. Alright. So Hitler... No one wants to come to my birthday party. Right. I have sent several invitations out. Do you not know
2: that RSVPing is very important to deciding how much crab cake I need to make?
0: It is a very important <laughs> thing. What year are we going to? Uh, we're going way back into, uh, let's say him, about 15 years old. Ugh, uh, so what an annoying going back.
3: little fucking bitch.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so his beliefs expanded throughout his encounters with various mystics and occultists throughout the years, but it all began with one young young boy's power fantasies involving medieval times and opera. Ugh. Oh, wow. He supposedly had visions oh, of his destiny the as the savior of his people starting at the age of 15.
2: Mother, I know when I grow older, I will be, oh, the new Jesus Christ if you don't believe me, I will send you to the camps. Yeah.
3: <laughs> what are you talking about with these camps? Uh,
2: more casserole, please. All right. I will have a second helping until I will go do my homework.
0: Right, so basically you're he's Stewie from... Uh, yeah. <laughs> So, August Kubizek said in his memoir, Young Hitler, the story of our friendship. Oh. <laughs> that actual book that was published. Okay. He said, he conjured, up, he conjured up in grandiose and inspiring pictures his own future and that of his people. He was talking of a mandate which, one day, he would receive from the people to lead them from servitude to the heights of freedom. A special mission which would one day be entrusted to him.
2: And this is what is now known as the secret. Secret.
0: (laughs) Mm. You read The Secret, picture your future. Picture it. Think about it. (laughs) And Hitler studied all these Nordic and Teutonic mythology and folklore stories, and he worshipped Wagner. Wagner. Uh, yeah, Wa- Wagner was uh, uh, the,
3: the touched Wagner. They're like, hey, I'm, I'm
0: Wagner. I'm, I'm Wagner. Wagner.
3: Uh, you you will not be the talented one.
0: All right. <laughs> you know what, in the end, I'm okay with it because I just like to
2: sweep with my broom. <laughs> All right,
0: very good. So Hitler worshipped Wagner as the supreme prophet of the German people. Uh, Wagner was the guy who wrote like Ride of the Valkyries. He did The Ring. Uh, the character uh, Parsifal, however, was the most important one to Hitler. Uh, Wagner adapted Parsifal from a medieval legend uh, in which Parsifal was the Aryan Christ figure, Hitler said, out of Parsifal. I make a religion. And
2: the way they did it too is that he mm-hmm. went to Wagner's house in a really uh. nerdy fucking field trip. He went to his <laughs> house and like Hitler like begged to be let into Wagner's like room. And as we've, I guess we've gotten to know about Hitler is that like if you really want something, he can be real annoying until he gets <laughs> it. He just gets it. That's right. He's... And so they like let him into Wagner's bedroom and he was went there and he wept and that's when he had his vision of being the, the ruler of Germany.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This is like if someone made a religion out of, I don't a Firefly, or
2: something. yeah, if yeah, if like someone something. was really into fucking yeah. What's that movie? What's that show with the uh, the girl with that the hair? They were debating about her
0: hair. Uh, Felicity. Felicity.
1: <laughs>
0: Felicity is a hell of a show. So uh, in Parsifal, uh, Richard Wagner he identified the Holy Spear, the Spear of Destiny. Uh-oh. With the two items that appear in the medieval poem, Parsifal, a bleeding spear in the castle of the Grail, and the spear that is wounded, the Fisher King. And the opera's plot concerns the consequences of the spear's loss by the Knights of the Grail and its recovery by Parsifal. And having decided that the blood on the spear was that of the wounded savior, Wagner has the blood manifest itself itself in the spear rather than on the spearhead. As uh, as Henry said earlier, the spear of destiny was supposedly the spear that the Roman soldier pierced into Christ's uh, side Mm -hmm. uh, in a moment of mercy. uh, And supposedly the powers of the spear of destiny rival those of the Holy Grail. The legend associated with it uh, says that whoever claims it and solves its secrets holds the destiny of the world in his hands for good or evil, but losing it would bring immediate death. Now, do you Ooh, think that's, you, what I,
3: that's what I pretend is happening every time I play with a Ru- Rubik's Cube. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was about
0: to say. Is
2: there a Rubik's Cube on the end of it or something? It's like, like oh, what do you mean to <laughs> solve it? I can't get
3: all the colors right. You know, you can just uh, you can just heat it up and take off the uh, sticker. That's there? what we were
2: doing, yeah. yeah. We were talking about it the other day. <laughs> and the other thing is, uh, you know, also, uh, maybe the secret is, is a uh, hey, guys, uh, it's just a
1: stick <laughs> ah,
3: That's good That was interesting though That you mentioned The, the merciful stabbing of Jesus A lot of people uh, Assume that the person Is just trying to uh, Hurt him more No It was just so he could Suffocate faster Yeah
2: exactly that, I thought they were doing it To check if he was dead To see if he was done Like a piece of fucking pork <laughs> No They weren't <laughs>
3: <laughs> You never because, know, you know I don't steak, think you'd be you A piece of pork Anyway He was Jewish I'm If anything a piece of, a, Maybe a piece of turkey Pork or is
2: the closest thing To human meat And a steak You can just <laughs> touch it By softness you could tell if it's medium
0: or sure, rare or something. But right. like pork,
3: you got a fucking cut right it in there. Yeah, and you have to be careful. Make sure to cook your
0: pork. Oh, no absolutely. raw pork. You know? So the Spear of Destiny actually does have a long, varied military history. Charlemagne the Great carried it through 47 battles, but he supposedly died immediately after dropping the relic into a stream. But that's not real, though, right? <laughs> it might be. Who knows? So is that, oh, that's the proof that we'll use today? Just like, no one said it ain't. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) And supposedly Napoleon sought the spear and its powers, but it was smuggled to Vienna out of his reach. Napoleon was also afraid of cats. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of things
3: were out of his reach. Very nubby. Very nubby hands.
0: And the spear itself was kept in what was called the treasure house in Vienna. And it was... Which sounds like a trip club. <laughs> yeah.
3: The treasure house for sure. It's also a very like obvious place to hide everything that's important. Yeah. yeah just
2: like, why didn't you call it like Martha's room or something that, that no one easier. wants to go into and have a, a big woman outside being like, y'all want to come in here because I'm showing my poop see you at 2 That's o'clock.
3: The name of the place, I think we're going to call it The Things You Should Want to Steal, and uh, we're going to put everything important in there. And it's great, and
2: we'll make it all glass. Yeah, perfect. And four doorknobs at every door, That's so great. in case you miss
3: one.
0: No <laughs> locks, because we trust people. Well, Hitler did take the spear uh, when he annexed Germany. Jar- this is the funny thing about the spear. One of the weird things about the spear is because there is a lot of this mystical stuff surrounding it, but it is historical fact that when Hitler annexed Austria, one of the first things he did was go to the treasure house in Vienna and take the spear and take it back to Nuremberg, which was said to be the spiritual center of Nazi Germany.
2: Yeah, which is where why he held all his rallies there, and there were holding there with like literally hundreds of hundreds of swastikas, all fucking imbuing the
0: power of victory. In the famous rally at Nuremberg, that was uh, a filmed by uh, Riefenstahl, uh, Triumph, yeah. Triumph of the Will. Over thirty six thousand swastikas were called, represented in that. Tri- triumph Of the will, you'll discover you're gonna hear that
2: statement a lot. Yeah, that is the Nazi magical sentence. That is this idea of like triumph of the will. We will use our will to oppress others, and it's it's really great for either taking over countries or getting a return at L.L. Bean because they, <laughs> they are they right. fight you, they are they tough. fight you they're always they asking why you return and why you return, right. And you really got to have a Hitler esque.
0: Determination to get your sixty dollars <laughs> back.
3: Triumph of the will. L Bean is one of the worst. Yeah.
0: So there was a guide named uh Buchner. Uh, he was a very I mean a very respectable man. He's written two books about the spear of destiny. Uh, he said that he was contacted by a former U-boat submariner, uh, and the pseudonym Captain, by the pseudonym uh, Captain Wilhelm Bernhardt. He claims that the spear that is currently on display in Vienna is a fake. For Bernhardt said that the real spear was sent by Hitler to Antarctica with other Nazi treasures, where they oh. were working on their disc ships in
2: order because they've been working with the Gray several times, trading technology back and forth. Because you remember in Antarctica they had the super secret Nazi base where only the whitest of the white and the biggest breasted women went because they were hmm. making broody, brooding circles there. And when it was for when Germany it was his summer home. Oh, for when I He see. was gonna be after they won the war there. He was gonna go to Antarctica
3: and then but it's, if, isn't it cold? It's quite cold in it. Or, oh, it it isn't isn't is. No, that's <laughs> what <you're> saying. It's <laughs> summer. It's
2: summer. Oh, but summer it's still home. cold. Cold, though. He loves
3: the cold. Oh, I see.
2: And the other one is, and then the the true castle he did have is in and is in uh, like a, two hours north of Los Angeles, on the beaches of California. Wow, there is a half made Nazi. Temple that fucking are all of the fucking sympathizers over here in America were building for Hitler. Oh Jesus! Oh yeah, it's totally real. You see a gigantic swastika carved into a mountain, waiting for waiting for Hitler, so we can get his fucking grapefruit and start mm. surfing.
3: Waiting for
0: <laughs> Hitler like Godot. So let's get to World War One now. And when World War One begins, the people of Europe, for the most part, fucking love it because it really creates a sense of militant nationalism and a lot of these different countries. Because at this time, Europe is very fragmented. There's been, you know, so many wars going on back and forth, so everyone wants a country of their own, especially Germany. Germany wants to bring Austria and uh, Germany back together to bring it to a whole Germanic nation. Because there's
2: many German, uh, it's German-born Austrians, people that are native Germans that live in Austria that, that feel that they are being rejected by the Slavic government. And so they're getting this chip on their shoulder. But now we're seeing with World War I, it was this Huge call to arms! We're gonna fucking do this. But Germany's got this huge army, way organized. You got the fucking the Kaiser. He's looking good with his oh, mustache, he's his, his big great. fucking hat, mm. and then they got their asses handed to him. And the whole thing got carved up. And then that fucking the bitterness is what made the World War II happen. Fucking Hitler
0: and his fucking crybaby antics. <laughs> yep. Well, Hitler he's looking to bind himself to Germany, he goes and enlists in the Bavarian Army. He spends forty-five months fighting in thirty-six major battles. He gets the Iron Cross. Twice. And there is some debate as to what Hitler actually did. Yeah. Some say that he was an extremely brave uh, message runner that they called the Austrian. Uh, and they also said, again,
2: he was aloof. Yeah. He was not a fun guy. Like, he wasn't like no. the joking guy hanging out. He was
0: always a pain in the ass. Always a pain in the ass. Right. But when he would talk sometimes about his racial beliefs in the trenches, there were some people who listened. There were, because there were sure. definitely were some people who were saying fucking right on, man.
2: Because people had already been hearing in this line of thought for about 15 years yeah. they'd already been blaming the bad luck of the German people on the Jewish people and he was just kind of reiterating it and he's got all these fucking Alstara magazines in his fucking backpack that he brought <laughs> yeah. all the way to the war
0: mm-hmm. good to have something to read out there <laughs> so know. the Germans lose, the conspiracy theories begin they say the capitalists stabbed us in the back uh, but most importantly the Jews stabbed us in the back uh, that, was the big, uh, that was the big phrase going around Germany at the time, stabbed in the back uh, the Kaiser who was thought to be the supreme example of uh, aristocratic blood, of uh, Aryan blood he falls, Germany goes uh, democratic, all of these occult societies, they can't believe what's on. Go- they carved up the
2: whole place the Weimar right. Republic happens, all of this like crazy shit. Like now, Germany goes from being the Germanic ideal, which is total organized, like fucking empirical, crazy shit, to being a total chaotic mess. Yeah. And out of this comes the thing, the 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 fucking birth nest of the Nazi Party, which is the the secret occult society known as the Thule
3: Society. The Thule. It's society. a perfect storm. It's a perfect it re- storm really for somebody is. like Hitler to because to
2: because of all of this this bitterness, right. they're looking to the occult. Now yeah. they're looking to like there is right. mat. Let's use magic. Let's use this kind of thing, ritual. And the Thule Society is is that is exactly you have it that. on
3: every level. Politically, it works out. You have a victim. Uh, which is the German people in their eyes? You have the uh, the aggressors, which is the Jews. Then you have the religious people who can look to these, uh, you know, look to these writings and teachings. It's a perfect political storm to get Hitler uh, oh, into power. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And the Thule Society—they were uh, a secret society that was an offshoot of the German Order. They were the Berlin Lodge of the German Order. Thule comes from the word Thule, which is the name for the legendary Aryan homeland. Uh, they said that the truly initiated could establish contact. Uh, with the Aryan beings, the beings of Thule, uh, by means of magic, mystical rituals. The masters or ancients allegedly will be able to endow the initiated with. Sp- supernatural strength and energy and with the help of these energies the goal of the initiated was to create a race of supermen of Aryan stock who would exterminate all inferior if, races. And
3: if this was written by Alan Moore, it would be a great comic. Yes, yes you know, absolutely. That, yeah. the, the story is very uh, engaging, especially to a young disenfranchised German youth. It's yeah.
2: comic book nerds run amok. Right, it's right, like right, right. if fucking D&D was real, they think it's real, they think it's happening. And then the, cookie, the cookie-doo side of this story is that the idea also is that there was a german chancellor in in china that was doing a sort of visiting thing there, and we talked about this with the Palladians episode, and a couple of things about this group called the Green Society he met, which is a group of monks in China who believed that they Whoa, spo- wait, was that racist? Monks in China? No! Okay. What? No. what? <laughs> I don't
3: know. I'm making a joke. Monks in China just sounds racist. It kind of does. Monks in China I mean, just not sounds
2: not. like a Wisconsin enclave. It's like, mm. hey, welcome to monks and I don't know how we got to China. Monks in China, yeah. Um, and so they... Uh, Went and they, it's a group of monks who believe they speak to a panel of dragons, mm. quote unquote, mm-hmm. possible reptilians, that told them about the coming of the Aryan race and that they need to do whatever they can to help them. And basically, they sent all of this information from this German chancellor who went to the Thule Society and basically gave them all this stuff and that this is just direct on tap from fucking David Icke's
0: fucking iguana's friends. (laughs) (laughs) These people were serious about their Aryan uh, lineage. Quite serious. Yeah, I don't think we need to have that caveat in there. I think we know that. This is how serious they were about this and how fucking uh, precise they were about it. Uh, In order to be a member of the Thule Society, you had to date your Aryan lineage lineage back to the Thirty Years' War, which ended in 1650. You oh. had to. You had to prove that you were pure Aryan uh, from 1650 until 19. And then they would
2: also measure your head to see if yeah. your head was the proper size,
0: yeah. like legitimately, and you didn't have any lumps. I, on I,
2: it. I
3: just had a bad doctor at birth. That's why I'm a. Account- <laughs> it was a bad doctor. You go to the
0: camps. <laughs> oh man! You couldn't even be ugly. You had to unless be- you were Hitler. Unless you were Hitler.
3: Hitler, had one way to survive his own policy was, was to be the leader. Hitler. That's yeah. it. <laughs>
0: Well, one member of the Thule Society, he decided to extend his influence into the lower classes, and he founded a a discussion group that eventually evolved into the Deutsche Arbeiterpartei, which means German Workers' Party. Yeah, and they would
2: just hang out and talk about shit, and then the German army sent Hitler in to be a spy on them, because he thought it was like, they literally thought it was a sort of like liberal group, because they call it a workers' party, they thought they were all talking about (laughs) bullshit, but Hitler goes in there. This is all serendipity, by the way. I picture
3: Hitler in a French, Made outfit and you're just, oh, no,
2: no. Oof. it's so dusty in here. Does no one use oh. any of these books? Then why you have them? It's so uh, you need to get rid of your clutter. <laughs> Wait a second. What was that about the Jews? <laughs> Oof. I'm sorry, I've never been a major dormant. It was is of Hitler.
0: <laughs> yes, and it's said that the Thule Society, the people who created the German Workers' Party, have been searching for a German messiah who would unite Germany after the the humiliating defeat of World I don't War I. want to step on any toes but it seems to me that
2: maybe I'm him I don't know <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hmm. Well, the the German Workers' Party <laughs> had a lot of occultists in its group uh, that were very influential to Hitler and his occult beliefs. The first one was Dietrich Eckhart. He mm. was the wealthy publisher and editor-in-chief of an anti-Semitic journal, journal, which he called in plain German. Which is actually written in very complex German, <laughs> which yeah. is very ironic. He was also a committed occultist and a master of magic. And as a, an initiate... But we're talking about like David Copperfield. David magic. Copperfield, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, He expressed his anticipation of the German Messiah in a poem he wrote months before he first met Hitler. In the poem, Eckhart refers to the Great One, the Nameless One, and whom all consents but no one saw.
2: But I just don't really understand. So all these people met Hitler, and they're immediately like... This is the fucking Bobby Bunia of the of the Nazi Party. For the, Bobby pa- from the very
0: first time that he spoke, he went to the uh, he went to the meeting for the very first time. He just kind of hung in the back, uh, and then somebody that was speaking mentioned something about uh, Bavaria, about how Bavaria needs to go off and do their own thing. Uh, but Hitler comes in and does this impromptu speech about how Germany, Austria, Bavaria, everything should be united. How We We must have
2: one single living room. We all get together one night a week, finally have dinner together. We'll sit, we will watch some scrubs, and we will have a good time and play some board games.
3: I love that idea.
2: (laughs) But no, they watch it. Basically, he came out with the whole party line. Like He just spit out the Nazi party line,
0: and they're all like, holy shit. Yeah, these Thule Society guys are like, this is exactly who we're looking for. And in fact, the Thule Society, uh, they assigned uh, another, I guess, spiritualist magician type uh, to Hitler, to develop his speaking abilities because he had a natural speaking ability. He knew how to captivate people, but he did have uh, a very learned teacher teach him how uh, to arate. And I wonder
3: what was Del Close doing back then, the founder (laughs) of improv?
0: Well, we all know that Del Close is the secret teacher of all of these people who act at, quote-unquote, Sandy Hook, quote-unquote, the Boston (laughs) Marathon, these, quote-unquote, tragedies that these, quote-unquote, survivors are quote unquote crying at Del Close is the man behind the entire movement
3: Yes, and. <laughs> yes, and everybody.
2: Um, that was the other thing, too, is that he uh, it, it's it, he was uh, a theater teacher was assigned to him. Yeah, he had right. a theater teacher, and you ever seen those pictures of him practicing?
0: Yeah.
3: It's pretty amazing.
0: It's right. pretty amazing. It's very hilarious.
3: And this is so common, not to get all top hatty, but Rick Perry just signed the the number one uh, th- theater teacher in the country to help him with his debates. This is what politicians have done forever. He's going to yeah. lose. Yes, because, you know, at the end of the day, he's Yeah, because I don't terrible. need
2: him to go like... Oh, like big frowny face with like a <laughs> yeah. limp, fucking flower, like a like an old timey mm. sad clown every time he sat. But back then,
0: larger theatrics worked. Had other. to because yeah. of this. To the didn't have talkies yet. Or exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so Eckhart, he probably he exerted more influence over Hitler personally, probably more than any other person in the Nazi partly in fat party. In fact, Hitler ended Mein Kampf with the words. And I want to recognize among Nazi heroes that man who, as one of the best, by words and by thoughts and finally by deeds, dedicated his life to the awakening of his, of our nation, Dietrich Eckhart. His theater teacher. Uh, I also love this. I
2: love the Eckhart lay dying. He wrote... Follow Hitler. He will dance. But it is I who have called the tune. I have initiated him into the secret doctrine, opened his centers in vision, and given him some means to communicate with the powers. Do not mourn for me. I shall have influence history more. Just, just
1: die.
0: The ego of these theater teachers I is... I have ex- <laughs> Well, Eckhart wasn't the theater teacher. Oh, the theater teacher was a different guy. Eckhart oh, okay. was just close buddy. Yeah, oh, Eckhart I was see. the
2: magician he met oh, at the right, society right, right. meeting. Yeah, right. Well, they're all hanging around the fucking donut yeah. holes. The like, eating donut yeah. holes. Says, Oof, I've never had a donut hole. And sometimes, you know, <laughs> what's the best part about a donut hole is that sometimes I'm not in the mood for all
3: donuts.
0: <laughs> right, 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 yeah. <laughs> it said that that line right there was evidence that Eckhart put Hitler in a communication with dark forces that... That may have indeed possessed the future fear. And he's talking wow. about the two songwriters that wrote the powerful song Fireworks
2: and also Teenage Dream. <laughs>
3: oh man, I love those Katy People songs. Katie Perry. People behind Katy She didn't write those songs? No, oh, absolutely oh, not. Man.
0: And there were a couple other guys too. There was uh, Rosenberg, Alfred Rosenberg. Uh, he was inspired by the protocols of the Elders of Zion and introduced it to Hitler, which is
2: a fake pamphlet that was written by the Russian government in the early 1900s that basically said the Jewish people were the problem again. And it, they found out that they thought it was real and it was a real scientific thing saying the Jewish people were inferior to white people, but it was fake,
0: mm-hmm. of course. They're all fake. It's, it's all fake. fake. It's all fake. Then there was Karl Haushofer, uh, who was really big in the Laban's reform, uh, or he was a uh, big. Uh, believer in realm, which is belief that the East belonged to the German people. Living so, room. The living room, yeah. That's why, that's uh, pretty much why Hitler started with Poland. Uh, and why they started to move east throughout all of those countries because they believed... They also, the big thing was that they could go into Poland because they can
2: walk in backwards and tell them that they were leaving. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's true.
0: If we go in after 4 p.m., they'll be drunk. It'll be great. Yeah. Then probably the biggest one, the one that a lot of you probably have heard of, uh, Rudolf Hess. He was Hitler's second-in-command uh, from 1933 until 1941. And in this party, Hitler found a group that shared the same opinions that he had been reading about in Ostara, talking to other World War One events about for years. Within months, Hitler was the head of propaganda. Within a year, the DAP had swelled from seven members to 3,000. And the DAP had a new name, the National Socialistische Deutsche Arbeider Party, a.k.a. Nazi Party. Wow.
2: Yeah, and I gotta
0: say... It was not a fun party. Not a fun party. And, no. and, and Rudolph yeah. was like none of these guys
2: looked fun. They're
0: all no. pretty much dickheads. Oh man! They oh. all looked. They all looked mean. Jesus Christ! Just wait until we get to Heinrich Himmler on the next. You want to talk about the ultimate fucking evil oh, nerd? Oh yeah! He was the fucking guy. He was the concentration camp fucking architect. Yeah, but he was all. You know what he was before that? A chicken farmer huh. with stomach problems. <laughs>
3: The uh, Heimlich maneuver is that uh, Heinrich Heinrich okay Himmler Himmler yeah. oh Heimler, <laughs> the Himmler yeah
0: God Heimlich God, I'll tell you that Heinrich. is
3: funny. Walking backwards, just telling they're leaving. <laughs> that is funny.
0: So we'll come back in next episode. Uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna get straight into uh, eugenics. We're gonna get it's gonna get pretty hairy. The it's next gonna episode. get really hairy. We're gonna get into the SS. We're gonna get into uh, Heinrich Himmler. Some of the wacky occult hijinks that the Nazis tried during World War One. Uh, none Again, of which. Again, I don't know
3: if the word's wacky or hijinks. Wacky, right. wacky, like,
0: just in
2: terms of you know, insane. like wackier than what we do. Yeah. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. Much wackier than what we do. Yeah. Um, wow! Awesome! What a great episode! Super informative and amazing. That um, starting from 1890 all the way up. Uh, I know it's going uh, to kind remind
2: now. you again. You know what? We still fucking got him. Killed Hitler. Still yeah. got him. He, They're dead. They're all dead. Well, yeah, except yeah. for the one that they just found that was over in, in uh, Argentina. Yeah, yeah he lived in 98. Of, no. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he was in he Syria, he, he was met. doing great. He was eating empanadas But that's he, that was mur- was, he murdered some slipped through the cracks. Yeah, he
0: murdered a lot of people in Syria. Yeah, we never kept on going. Never caught Mangala either. Yeah, well, uh, you well, never you know. know we, we do, we and then there was all those Nazis that we brought Let's over just, here at Operation Paperclip. We, we Paper ended Clab. the
3: war. We, we <laughs> the ended war is it. done. Yeah. yeah, so
0: that was good. Um, well, I mean, technically, Russia ended the war. We got the Japanese. Though we, yeah, we did and some
3: stuff. I mean, then we, got, we and got. Don't think about. Don't forget about Pearl Harbor. Bomb. We so. got so. that. Yeah, we yeah.
0: bomb. I mean, we didn't really get Germany or g- Japan through. But we were sending a message, though. Yeah, yeah. We got we got
2: our feelings felt. My grandfather was in Italy.
3: Yeah, so he was just slamming down. people Pizzas. My great
0: uncle was in the Bataan Death March. So think Survived, about that. Yeah. yeah, that's not the march you want to be in.
3: No, 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 uh, no. I like the month so of March. when you say we're going <laughs> to the Death March, uh, what does that mean as it sounds? Okay. Can I uh, um can, I'm skip skip it. It. I want to go a bit. I want to do the alive march. that <laughs> My buddy is going to go. It's the alive march cuz mm. we're going to take the alive march over to the second Chance alone, and We're
2: going to have mm. some beers and then we're going to go watch Rocky 3.
3: No. <laughs> Death March, it is for you. All right, everybody, uh, let's do a hail yourselves. Hail
2: Satan. Hail Satan. Satan would have done something about this because God didn't do fuck
0: about stopping the Nazis. Ooh, you right. truly did not. You know, the Spear of Destiny, it's said in DC Comics lore <laughs> that the reason why Superman and Green Lantern and Batman, the reason why they couldn't involve themselves in World War II was because Hitler held the Spear of Destiny. That's all it
3: took? That That's sucks. That's all it took. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not such a Superman after all. Uh, me go um and yeah, go at the t shirts, of course. Yeah, cavecomedyradiocom radio.com slash last podcast on the left is where you can get your last podcast on the left t shirt. We're gonna be coming to England, of yeah. course, uh in uh late March. Go to gigsandtours.com uh, and search last podcast on the left to get your tickets for that. Uh go join the Facebook page. Everyone over there is being very nice right now. Yeah. Uh, our l- listener, big listener Cooper Boy. Oh, yeah. Uh is uh he got I think beat up uh, and got his laptop and all kinds of shit stolen. They're doing donation form, which is very which sweet. Which is really very cool. Yeah, it was unbelievable.
3: Cool. He, they asked for $200, and within eight hours, I think he had 450 donated. It was really sweet, and, uh, and it's good for the group because, you know, the more success we get, there's going to be some people saying, why would you make jokes about such serious subjects? <laughs> and then we need these ev- uh, pieces of evidence to prove that we're they're very like, we're good cool, people. We're good, we're really nice. good people.
0: Uh, <laughs> we're fine. We're, yeah, they're de- they did a GoFundMe. Uh, I think if you just go to GoFundMe. Yeah, and
2: it just really sucks, and I guess, you know, we're losing some of our edginess.
0: Yeah, You know, we're not
2: edgy enough for some people, but those people can suck my balls. (laughs) Suck my balls!
3: (laughs) I think
0: everything is fine. But if you're able to listen, get well soon, Cooper. Everyone's pulling for you, buddy.
3: Hail Satan again. Hail me now. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Talk to you soon, and uh, yeah, I guess that's it. Rate and review on iTunes. Oh, there we go.
0: For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com